Blog Talk Radio. Yet our best trained, best educated, best equipped, best prepared troops refuse to fight. Matter of fact, it's safe to say that they would rather switch than fight. Welcome to another broadcast night right here on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to the Tony Stalling Show. The Tony Stalling Show is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments heard on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. And now, get ready for an exciting blockbuster Fight the Power episode of Tony Stallings. Right here, right now. And now, the man himself, Tony Stallings.
nothing but rednecks for 400 years if you text. Don't worry, me ask for the number one jam. Damn if I said you can slap me right here. Get it? Let's get this party started right. Right on. Come on. What we got to say? Yeah. Power to the people, no delay. Make everybody see. In order to fight the power, that's me. Okay, so 
Uh, Tony Stallings might have a comment, but Tony Stallings is not representing SOAR. I'm a host right now. So if I say something that offends you, then it is not the Soul of America Radio, LLC, but it's Tony Stallings. And I'm a host, and I believe in being real with what I say. So if issues uh, tend to make you a little sensitive regarding uh, subjects regarding race or, or, or what we're going to talk about tonight, then I apologize. And I invite you to go ahead now and leave if it bothers you and listen to another station. And you can come back on another show when we're a little more happier. Tonight, today, I'm sorry, is not a sexy show because we're not talking about Real Housewives of Atlanta. Can you go ahead and take my music out? We're not talking. I like that, though. Just kind of keep it lower. Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, bring it back up. Okay, thank you. Tonight, we're, today, we're not talking about Real Housewives of Atlanta fighting. So if I lose some people, good, you don't need to be on the show anyway, because Curtis and I, that's who my co-host is going to be in just a minute, he's in the studios, Mr. Curtis Taylor Sr. from Something From The Fellas radio show and TV show, and I'm going to bring him on in just a minute. So, today's show is gearing toward a topic that's not sexy, at least not to me. And it shouldn't be to you. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't pay attention and put your boots on today. So I want to thank those of you that are coming in. Go ahead and play my intro. I want to thank those of you that are coming in and uh, showing your support. And before I bring my main man on, I'm going to go ahead and acknowledge a few area codes, which I do. I like to give an area code shout-out. Shouts out to area code uh, eight, uh, 803. I don't have my glasses. Anybody got my glasses? Thank you. Uh, area code 803, uh, and I don't know where that is, but area code 406, area code uh, 318, area code 217-916-626, I know that's in Virginia. Uh, 601 Mississippi. I think I know who that is. <laughs> Eric code 602. Shouts out to you. Thank you for joining us on the Soul of America Radio. Eric code 252. That's North Carolina right there. I got family there. I think that's my cousin. What's up, Barry? <laughs> um, Eric code uh, 864. Eric code 819. Eric code 917. Eric code 540. Eric code 316. I said that already. That's New York, isn't it? Isn't that New York? That's Kansas. Okay, area code 952, um, and I can't scroll down anymore. We got tons of people listening. Thank you all for joining us. Um, I can't get to everybody. I might not even take calls today. I don't know. But if you call in and if you want to speak, press 1. That'll let the engineer know that you want to speak, and we'll get you on the air. Now, we are ready to get started. What I'm going to do first is uh, it's about 10 after. And I want to go ahead and get a few things set up, and then we're going to bring Mr. Taylor out, and we're going to get this show started. So uh, let me go ahead and just, um, first of all, the show tonight is going to be about this, these abductions that you've heard about in the news and uh, in Nigeria. And, you know, when it first came out, we had this attitude like, well, that's over there. I'm here, you're there. But I just want to give you a little rundown of who did this abduction, and then Curtis and I are going to get more into the to the topic of it in just a minute. 
they were abducted by a group calling themselves Boko Haram, and they are pretty much what they call an extremist Islamic uh, group. Uh, and, and like I said, I'm not. Uh, and, and let me let me let me say this right now. Um, this isn't a show that's talking about any particular group. So this guy does not represent, from what I can see, the the practice of Islam at all. Um, so I'm not at all getting close to that. That that's not happening. I'm just telling you what this guy says he is. You know, there's some people out there that I think David Koresh called himself a Christian, and he wouldn't. You know, so let's just make that clear up front. Um, but he, um, the organization, seeks to establish a pure Islamic state. Okay, ruled by Sharia law, and they they want to put a stop to what they say is Westernization, and the group is known. Uh, according to Wikipedia, for attacking Christians, government targets, bombing churches, attacking schools, police stations. Uh, they'll even kidnap Western tourists. Uh, they've uh, assassinated members of the Islamic establishment, and they have, uh, the violence has been linked uh, uh, to something like 10,000 deaths between 2002 and 2013. Wow. Some of this stuff you're going to remember from my show last night if you listen, but that's cool. We're going to get into some other stuff in a minute. I just want to give a rundown for the ones that did not uh, had not listened to my show last night. Um, the name Boko Haram, Boko Haram means Western education is forbidden or something of that nature. Western education is forbidden. And they've been at war with the Nigerian state for many years. They've done a lot of atrocious stuff. And their leader... I'm going to try to announce his name. Don't email me or write me if I do it wrong. Uh, I'm, I'm just human. It's Abubakar Shakao. He's the leader of this group. I'm not going to say it again because <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm saying it right. So uh, he says that Allah told him he should sell these girls that he abducted. And if you don't know the story, several about the middle of April, uh, 200-plus young girls between the ages of 16 and 18, I'm told as young as 12 as well, were abducted from a school dormitory in the middle of the night and taken to a remote jungle. And uh, some of them escaped and was able to tell about uh, the experience of being abducted. Okay? So um, with that being said, it's, it's in summer, it's still more than 200 girls that are missing, and this is outrageous. This is outrageous. And I got something. When I'm going to come back in and bring Curtis, I'm going to take a quick break. And the first thing I'm going to do is going to bring Curtis Taylor, senior on, and uh, and then we're going to get right into it. We got a lot to say. Curtis is my man. Uh, well, he he's on a popular blog talk station, something for the fellas, and a TV show. So um, when he when he speaks, people need to listen. And so i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to run this first break by you because i got to get some paperwork together so I won't sound like a fool. And then when I come back, uh, we're going to get into the show, and Mr. Curtis Taylor Sr. will join me as host, and we're going to knock him dead. We'll be right back. You're listening to Tony Stallings, the day version on the Soul of America Radio. Be right back. Don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere.
Worldwide Coast to Coast Talk Radio. This is the Soul of America Radio. Every Monday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central, you can check out Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin, as he deals with the issues of domestic violence. Every Monday night. Check him out right here on SOAR. Are you listening to this show on the Internet? If so, you're probably seeing some advertisements. Please click on those advertisements as they help us to continue to bring you the best in soulful talk radio. Thank you very much. Hello, everybody. My name is Towns Douglas, and I am fighting the power on the soul of America Radio. Listening to Tony Starlet on Soar. If you're listening via internet and you want to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. How are you doing today? How are things going? 
Oh, man, you know, like the old folks say, every day above ground is a good day. So I'm, I'm hanging in there. Everything is good. Okay, and, and Curtis normally has his show today, I believe. it is it noon? Right, yeah. Normally what, uh, my show is every Wednesday, of course, the title is Something for the Fellas. And I normally broadcast live every Wednesday from noon to 1. But uh, as we had talked prior, you know, I, I saw the um, broadcast that you would be doing today, and I just felt that's why I reached out to you. I felt the need that, you know, to get on there with you and, you know, it was a um, topic that, you know, a couple of people had uh, gotten in contact with me prior to the day to do it. I said, well, you know what? I saw that you were doing it. Well, actually, what I didn't realize is that you had did it last night. Because when I saw the um, event posting about it, I thought you were going to do it today. So what I did is I did a rebroadcast on my show, and then that's when you and I uh, collaborated together and decided we would do this broadcast today. Okay, okay, yeah, and we collaborated, and... This is what it's about, people. Um, we need to we need to come together. Uh, so something for the fellas radio show that's on Blog Talk and the Soul of America Radio decided that this is of such a magnitude and of importance that we felt like if we joined forces, we could reach out to more people. Uh, Curtis has a a huge following. He's got a loyal TV based audience. He's got a a wonderful show uh, that that he reaches out to people every day, and, and he's very active in his community. So when he stepped up and said, "Hey, now we need to, you know, bring this up," I knew this is something uh, that I said, "Well, I can't, I shouldn't play a, a re-record from last night. I should go live with it." And so, um, Curtis, man, uh, I gave an intro, and I, I know you probably heard it about what's going on. Uh, how did you find out about this, and, and and what were your thoughts when it first happened? Well, actually, uh, the first way I found out about it, I was actually, uh, like I said earlier, that uh, actually my big sister, who's actually in Louisiana, had uh, called me and was like, she was like, Curtis, you know, are you aware of the situation that's going on with the uh, young ladies that were abducted from Nigeria? And I was like, well, I had kind of heard something about it in passing or just doing research for other shows on the websites and everything, but I... Uh, I, you know, I'm guilty of it. I, you know, point the finger myself. I was like, wow. I was like, you know, here they go in Africa again, you know, because we always hear of these situations like this taking place. But I didn't really get too much in depth to it and get involved with it. And uh, she was actually, she was a member of uh, Africa Alpha Alpha Sorority. And uh, she said herself and along with the other sororities and uh, Greek fraternities were actually uh, putting up. Uh, they were creating websites and also uh, putting up pictures to say, and they were uh, trying to show uh, an effort of solidarity, if you would, to try to get someone to act on behalf of these parents and these girls to get involved with this situation. So I actually found out about it last week, and I started doing my investigation to get more in-depth and do a little bit more research on it. Wow. And, you know, the thing about it is, uh, as I mentioned last night, um, we've been slowly getting the word here in the states, and um, when I first heard about it, you know, be honest with you, we hear so much stuff that, you know, I, I didn't react right away. I, I sort of had that. I, in other words, I didn't have the outrage initially, and, and I don't, I don't mind saying that uh, because you hear so much stuff, Curtis, in the news, and you, and you know from being in the media that some of the stuff is right. Some of it is wrong, some of it is true, some of it ain't. 
So I just chilled out with it. And I kept hearing spots of it, you know, in different places. And then I thought to myself when I found out that this was real, I thought about it. And, and what I'm going to do now is something I did last night. I'm asking my, my listening audience, and there's tons of you out there, and also, if you want to join the conversation right now, we're, we're kind of talking. But if you want to join us, if you want to speak to Curtis or myself or have a question or comment, the number is 323-784-9638. And if you press 1, the engineer will know that you want to speak, and you'll get on with the host. But quickly, I want everybody out there listening on the sound of my voice, and unless you're driving, to close your eyes a bit. Just, and just close your eyes and... What I want you to do is imagine getting up in the morning with your 15 or 16-year-old daughter and driving her to school. And you take her to Acme School, and you leave her there. And um, throughout the day, you hear that this, this Acme School has had some type of disturbance, and you find out later that an armed militia group goes in and, uh, and has abducted some girls. So when you go to the campus, you found out that your child has been abducted. Now, how do you feel? What, what's, the, what's the feeling that you have? What do you want to happen? Right. What do you really want to happen? Do you want the government to say, we're going to wait three weeks? Do you want the uh, public to say, well, you know, it didn't happen in my neighborhood, so I'll pray for you and walk off? Or would you want an international rally to happen? Curtis, and everybody can open your eyes up now. Curtis, what do you think would have happened well, had this happened in well, uh, a different country? Well, I mean, you know, due to the fact that it did take place in Nigeria, and as I kind of briefly alluded to it earlier, you know, a lot of people tend to have that attitude and mindset, well, it didn't happen here in the States, or there they go again, acting up and things of that nature, and, we have a uh, we tend to have a policy of you know turning a blind eye to it or turning the other way or uh, deaf ear to the situation. But uh, regardless of the fact that what we do have to keep in mind is that these are children, first and foremost, they're teenage children between the ages of uh, 15 and 18, and, and as you said earlier, somewhere as young as 12. So you know us, it, it, it's like our parental instincts should kick in at some point. You know, being parents, and especially if we have uh, daughters of our children, or whatever the case may be, but um, it, it should just be a human factor, you know, that we should, you know, of course we can say that we'll, we'll pray for them, or we'll do this and do that, or whatever the case may be, and that's the extent of us wanting to be involved, but we should want to do more, and, you know, we should try to start efforts either independently or collaboratively to um, get more involved and see what we can do to rectify the situation. You know, this gentleman, and I say that through, through clenched teeth, uh, the leader of this uh, organization, the latest reports uh, say that, uh, and he put out a, a video himself, uh, said that he's conducting mass marriages and he's selling these girls for $12. And... Um, one of the community elders explained that it's sort of like a medieval medieval kind of slavery. Twelve dollars, he's selling somebody's daughter. And, you know, here in the States, that's outrageous. But I would like to add that anywhere in the world, it should be outrageous. That should be unheard of. And this 
person uh, uh, has created terror. It's terror, Curtis. It's nothing but a terrorist activity. And um, I, I see, I see you, uh, Eric Code. Uh, is that nine one zero? Nine zero one. I'm going to come back to you. Um, the 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 problem I have with it, Curtis, was initially, and I don't know if too many people knew this. The president, and I don't even know this; it didn't even sound like his name. But according to the Associated Press, uh, the gentleman's name was uh, uh, well. Do y'all have that? My staff's gonna grab it. But the president of the country said that. Well, they said he waited about three weeks before any action was done. And even today, I heard on CNN that some of the parents are saying they don't see any action uh, that they were expecting on the part of the Nigerian government. So it's kind of it's kind of hurting that this kind of activity is not given leeway. And Curtis, I got a question for you. Uh, and then we, uh, when you come back from the break, uh, I'm going to ask you, I want to know, and you alluded to, alluded to the fact, but I want to know what you feel we can do here in our country to help support them and also what you feel we can do here to help prevent that type of terroristic activity because that's what it is. It's a terror activity. And I'm going to take a quick break, and then uh, Curtis is going to come back and respond to that. And also, I've got something else I want to add uh, to the show that's kind of controversial, but I don't care. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. And if if it's not well-liked, then find another station to listen to. I'm Tony Stallings, and you're listening to Soul of America Radio with your host, Tony Stallings and Curtis Taylor from Something from the Fellows. We'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. is the soul of America Radio. Rainy days, beautiful sunsets, overcast skies were made for me and you to soar. Bernadette Stannis, and you know me as Thelma from the TV show Good Times. And I am hanging out with Tony on the soul of American Radio. Hey, I'm Bridget, and I'm fighting the power on the soul of American Radio. If you're listening via internet and you want to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the soul of America Radio. 
You're listening to the Soul of America Radio. Hey, welcome back to the Soul of America Radio. I think uh, we lost Curtis on the network, but he'll be back. Um, the the thing that I um, uh, well, 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 I had a, a specific question for Curtis. We've got him back, but I wanted to ask him a hard question. This is not an easy question, and I'm going to say it first. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to, okay, I, I'm going to make my comment, and then I'm going to ask Curtis what he thinks about it, and we may or may not have the same viewpoint on it, but no, I'm going to go with him first. Curtis, you you're there, right? Yeah, I'm here, bro. Okay. Um, we've known for this a while. Their president didn't act for three weeks. And uh, they say today that there are some, uh, we're supposed to be sending some help over there. Why do you think um, the United States waited so long uh, when when we had an act of terrorism here? Uh, the world was behind us in like the next day. Why do you think that there's such a slow reaction from the, the, the other countries as well as the United States? Wow, Tony, that's a, um, you know what, that's a real, real, real relevant question right there. And this is just, again, as we always say in our disclaimers and everything of that nature, whether it be at the beginning of our shows or during our shows, these are our opinions as we see this. So before I answer, I just want to say I hope to not offend anyone by my answer. But from what I've, from the research that I've done and the information that I've gathered, the uh, president, Barack Obama, he was abreast of the situation and aware of everything. But in order for us to act on certain situations, of course, it just <laughs> Marines and force, whatever the case may be, we, you know, we have our the way our constitution is set up. We have to get. He has to get, you know, the okay from the Congress and the House of Representatives and things of that nature before he can okay any type of. Um, military assistance, if I can use that. But uh, in my opinion, again, it, it's it's a, like almost a thing where we it's got to the point where we would like to stop trying to be the world police force and interject ourselves in the uh, foreign affairs of other countries. Even though I know the the, the nature of the situation, and, and especially when it's concerning kids, you know. Uh, we as fathers, we always just the fatherhood instinct that we have inside us makes us definitely want to react to that type of situation. But a lot of times the president himself, his hands are tied as far as what type of aid or assistance that can be rendered to whatever foreign country it is. Okay. Now, here's what I I think about that. I, I agree with you 100%. The only thing that I kind of differ on is the fact that uh, President Obama uh, has executive powers, and you're right, for a war, uh, there has to be a constitutional, um, uh, it, it has to go through Congress. But, you know, I was thinking it, it shouldn't be nothing wrong, it shouldn't have been nothing wrong with the United States um, offering their intelligence. Um you know, we've done that for other countries uh, before that uh, we have uh, encompassed under our democracy. When they get in conflicts, we're quick to send them our intelligence. We do that in a heartbeat. 
over in Ukraine right now. Uh, Russia is accusing the United States of sending intelligence to the uh, insurgents there that are pro-Ukraine, and the uh, United States are we are you know saying that Russia is providing intelligence. I just think that if nothing else, we have such sophisticated uh, drones, uh, military. I think you had some military experience, but we've got such uh, uh, we've got. We've got such, uh, not weapons, we've got such sophisticated high-tech equipment that they could use to help locate these girls. Wouldn't you think that that would be something that we could offer them? Yeah, I agree. You know, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And, um, you know, we, we, we are equipped with this type of uh, surveillance and as far as drones and things of that nature. But what I would think, I mean, when you talk about the drones, the drones, uh, for the most part, are used for attacks, the drone mm-hmm. missiles and everything of that nature. But uh, we do have, as far as um, so, what, uh, the, 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 oh, man, you got me so, this whole situation got me so crazy right now. But we right. do have capabilities. We could be using infrared uh, sighting equipment and things of that nature to where we could, you know, we can pinpoint anything, basically. We have the equipment and the materials to help us to do that. But, uh, again, I, I kind of think, and this, again, is my own opinion, that uh, when this thing has happened, and, you know, it, it, initially it was 326 little girls that were abducted, and of the 326, only 50 of them, as of to my knowledge today, were able to actually escape. And as we know, as you alluded to earlier, there are, um, selling them off to be uh, wives to the militants that were actually involved with their capture for the low price of $12, which is definitely ridiculous. It's insane. But, uh, man, I just don't know how to put it other than just be blunt as I possibly can. I don't want to say that we just turn our back to this situation because I, I, in my heart I don't feel that that was the case. But just like anything else, you know, things have to be – uh, addressed, then it has to be scrutinized, then it has to be readdressed, and you know, like I said, this thing happened on April the fifteenth, and here it is, here it is, May the seventh. So I don't know, bro. It's just, I mean, I know we have the comp- the capability to help, especially. I mean, I'm just, I'll just say this. I'm glad that we have finally gotten involved, and you know, I, it's my prayer, and I'm sure as well as your prayer that the rest of these girls are found and return home, but. I see where you're going with it, and I totally agree, definitely, you know, uh, but it's just to the extent of my knowledge, especially being prior service military and things that we are able to do and things of that nature. And you are right. Uh, the president does have executive powers and everything, but, again, you know, due to di- different pacts such as the Geneva Convention and other little treaties that's been signed and things of that nature, and, I, and, I'm, and by no stretch of the imagination am I trying to make excuses or anything like that, but it, it's just we have to, it's a protocol, if you would, that we have to abide by when doing these types of things, whether it's uh, providing intel or whether it's uh, a search and rescue or whatever the case may be. And, you know, it's, like I said, and I'm repeating myself, it's kind of sad that it's taken this long for the actions to take in place. But, again, we, we definitely hoping that, since we are involved to a certain extent, that we're able to use our capabilities to the fullest extent as far as bringing these young ladies home. 
to to those of you that may be just joining us, I see we've gotten some more callers. We're discussing the um, the uh, the abduction of these young these young girls in Nigeria. And if you didn't know what happened, uh, terrorists raided the girls' school in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night, they were posing as soldiers. And after a gunfight with the security guards, they stormed the students' dormitory and herded the girls into vans and vehicles. And they took them in a deep, remote part of the jungle. And as they made their escape, the militants burned down nearby buildings in the northern town of Shabak. And the girls disappeared into the night. And so far, no one knows their whereabouts. And even worse, the fears of what happened to the girls once they uh, got out. And as we talked about earlier, there's a video of this Bogo Haram's leader. It's chilling. He's saying that, I, and I quote, I abducted your girls. I will sell them in the market because Allah wants me to. And uh, and uh, it's uh, uh, they could become child brides or sex slaves. It's uh, it's horrible. And I was just talking, asking the question before the break to to, uh, to Curtis. And Curtis Taylor is joining me. He's co-host of something for the fellas. Uh, that's a uh, popular blog, blog talk radio uh, talk show and a TV show. Uh, was the president and the United States and other countries. And I have I had somebody that went on my page and actually my Facebook page and made a comment about the president not acting soon enough. I, I would love for you to call. I'm not going to call your name out, but I would love for you to call if you're listening and give us more into that. Um, I personally, uh, like we've been saying, I, I feel that I agree with Curtis that we're limited in some aspects. But I just think that, um, you know, when, when, when I closed my eyes, because I closed my eyes with you, you know, Mr. Obama, uh, President Obama has two little girls. Um, you know, uh, imagine what would have happened had those girls um, been in the United States. I, I'm going to say it. I've been dancing around this all day, Curtis. I'm going to say it. I'm just going to go ahead and say it, man. This is not the view of the Soul of America Radio or something for the fellas. This is Tony Stallings talking. Uh, so you can email me. <laughs> um, I'm going to say it. Had, had those little girls been 200 white girls, we would have been all over it. It wouldn't have been waiting for no Congress. It wouldn't have been, it, it wouldn't have been waiting for no interaction. We would have been all over it in a heartbeat. It wouldn't have been a second thought. It would have been an international thing right from the jump. It would have been on CNN 24 hours a day. I'm sorry. I know I offended somebody just then. But that's just my opinion. What do you think about that, Curtis? Do you do you feel similar to that? Do you think had it been uh, uh, the opposite, it would have been a little more action done? Yeah, I definitely uh, can can relate to the point that you brought up, and, and, and man, you, you, you're dead on the money. You know, I'm, I'm going to go with you on that. I mean, as sad as it is to say that this type of attitude is still prevalent in today's society, you know, you would think as far as the strides that we've made as a country, you know, it's like we take four steps forward and take three steps backwards. So, in, you know, we've had certain things that have happened statewide, with, I mean, uh, countrywide where, you know, the race card has been brought forth to the issue and, 
and, you know, different people have their feelings or emotions or opinions dealing with the situation. But, you know, as sad as it is to say, you're definitely dead on with that comment. And, you know, and not to, well, we just going to call it like it is. You know, if race does play a relevant, prevalent card, if, you, if I can use that, in the situation, I mean, because we think back, you and I, we yep. both live in Alabama now. And we think yep. back to the Natalie Holloway situation when uh, she was actually from this area where I live in uh, Decatur, and when she got, you know, abducted in Aruba, I mean, it was all kind of right, all kind of um, happenings that took place, whether behind right. the scenes and in front of the public view, whatever the case may be. So I definitely know where you're going with that. And, I, you know, just to call a spade a spade, I have to agree with you on that. You know, I don't – people don't I, – I, I'm not trying to divert – the attention away from the atrocity, and you and I know some people are saying, "What does race have to do with it?" And I, and I understand why you might feel that way, but then again, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say this reluctantly, but I'm gonna say it because I feel an obligation to do so. Race has everything to do with it, and I'm sorry if I offended anyone. And and just because you're listening does not mean that I think you have that idea. Um, uh, if you are not of, of color. I don't think that all people that are not of color are racist. Um, so let's just get that straightened out. Another aspect I wanted to look at it from, Curtis, was the fact that these parents, um, any parent can only imagine the horror of getting a child kidnapped. Now multiply that by 200-plus and add the fear of a violent terrorist group in that. Now, you know, some girls just turn up missing and we just hunt for them, but this they were abducted by a violent, violent terrorist group. Make no mistake about it. They are not a choir. They are a terrorist group. That's what terrorists do. They create terror. And the families of some of the kidnapped girls are petrified of speaking to the media for fear of retribution against their daughters. That's another aspect I didn't look at. It Usually you hear the moms pleading, you know, bring our daughters home, bring our daughters home. But they couldn't do that initially, Curtis. They, they, didn't ha- they didn't have the capability to come on TV and say, I want my daughter back, because they were fearing that their daughter would be killed if they got on TV. And I didn't even think about that aspect of it. I, I didn't even, it didn't even dawn on me. I, and looking at it from a parent's perspective, I've got a daughter. Uh, well, she's grown now. I think she's 26, 20, Don't ask me how old she is. I can appreciate the validity of the way they felt about it, because I can't imagine how I would feel in that situation. And you can't sleep, I'm sure. They can't eat. And one of the parents says he can still hear the family members crying. They cry 24 hours a day. So personally, I really feel for these mothers and their lost daughters and the fathers, but the mothers particularly because they've got a maternal bond. And I'm sure we can't really begin to understand what they're going to, what they're going through until we're in that situation. That's why I wanted to earlier ask my audience, ask the audience, to close your eyes and see yourself in that, in that situation. And I, when we come back from the break, I want to say that what happens in Nigeria does affect us. It does have deeper repercussions for us. And when we get back from the break, Curtis and I are going to go into a little bit more. You're listening to Tony Stallings 
and Curtis Taylor. Um, and we'll be right back after this message. Don't go anywhere. We got a few more things to say. We'll be out. This is the Soul of America Radio. Hey, if you're listening via the internet, you're probably seeing some advertisements all over the place. Click on one of those advertisements, please, because they do help us and keep us to be able to bring you the best in soulful talk radio. Thank you very much, and click on those advertisements. Hey America, check this out. Every Monday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, you get to check out J.R. Thicklin with Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, which deals with the subject of domestic violence and abuse. Join Jay every Monday night right here on the Soulful Talk Radio, the one and only SOAR. you're listening via internet and you want to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the Soul of America Radio. listening to Tony Stallings on the Soul of America Radio. There's a spark of magic in your eyes. Okay. All right. And we're back. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio. And uh, I'm Tony Stallings, and I have a very, very uh, impressive co-host today, Mr. Curtis Taylor Sr. from Something from the Fellows radio show and talk show, uh, and TV show, I'm sorry, uh, on this radio shows on Blog Talk. And we're talking about this Nigerian situation, and before the break, uh, I mentioned that there are repercussions, that it does affect us. Uh, this, this, uh, You know, I had something else on my mind I was going to say. When you get over 50, it just goes. But it'll come back. It'll come back. It always does. But Nigeria uh, boasts Africa's largest economy, whether you know that or not. And uh, but internal problems uh, can have a ripple that goes way out. And it happens, and the Nigerian uh, militant activity uh, has already spilled over into the neighbors, like uh, Cameroon, whose government has warned that uh, that uh, that they are recruiting members in mosques in the country. So, um, in this era of accelerating globalization, you know, it appears that this group. Uh, Bogo Haram hopes to align itself with extreme forces in neighboring, you know, like Malay, potentially the Middle East. I'm sure they wouldn't mind hooking up with the Taliban, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And it raises the specter of coordination on stockpiling of munitions. So would they seek to get some type of uh, nuclear device in their hand or uh, some type of uh, uh, other weapons of, of mass destruction? I'm pretty sure they would seek it. So intelligence gathering uh, is something that I think is very uh, needed in this situation um, for uh, future 
uh, because of future assaults. And to be honest with you, Curtis, um, according to CNN, I'm actually looking at this now, uh, the response from Nigeria was feeble. And the reason I'm, I'm, I'm kind of harping on this is because we need to start doing some things, and uh, we're going to mention that in a minute. I saw it on Curtis's page. Listen, people, listen. All, it's a lot of you listening. I only had one that said he want to talk, and they backed out. You don't have to talk, um, but I will say this. Listen to us, if nothing else. Just hear us. We band forces together because this is something that affects not only people of color, but as I just said, it affects the world. These terrorist groups that are coming up are beginning to infiltrate our children. And if that happens uh, in our particular uh, neck of the wood, uh, it's going to cause us to feel like we need to get involved. No, we need to get involved now. We need to do it now. We need to get this handled now. And uh, we're going to tell you what you can do in just a minute. I got about 30 minutes in the show, so I'm going to tell you what I can do, what we can do then. But here's what I wanted to say before we moved on with the show. Um, according to CNN, and this is facts that you may or may not know, two days after the kidnapping, the Nigerian military said all but eight of the girls were free. That's what the Nigerian military put out. Two days after, all the girls are free except eight. That's what they said. That turned out to be untrue, CNN said. I'm calling it a lie. Okay? That prompted the father of one of the abducted girls to say that the government had gone from using blatant propaganda to telling a blatant lie. They go on to say that for three weeks, President, and this is they, this is according to CNN, this is what his name is, Good luck, Jonathan. I don't know that this is from CNN. He didn't say nothing. The president didn't say nothing, not not of the United States, but there in Nigeria. He has yet to visit the region. He didn't even visit he hasn't even visited the region as of yesterday. And when he did begin speaking about the abductions, he criticized the parents for not cooperating with the police and for not sharing information. But I just told you why they didn't want to do it. If somebody had a family member of yours, or your, your little girl, and you didn't know who they were or what they were doing to her, you wouldn't get on national TV and condemn them. You wouldn't want to be on TV saying, I'm cooperating with the authorities, even though you should. But I can imagine the terror. I mean, really. These girls were taken in the middle of last month, if you're just joining us, and it really was not... Um, until a couple of nights ago that we got any kind of comments at all from their president. Okay? So you got to ask the question, is the government uh, sufficiently invested in this crisis over there? And Curtis and I discussed earlier that um, in some respects, United States and other countries um, possibly could have acted sooner. Um, I would think so. This global terrorist act, as far as I'm concerned, and I don't give a damn that it was in Nigeria. I don't care if it was in Bessemer, Alabama, Nigeria, Aruba, anywhere you go and you abduct children, we got a problem. I mean, adults, a problem. 
but Curtis, um, um, to be honest with you, there are groups beginning to rally now, and uh, and from Los Angeles to London, they rallied over this past weekend. And on the internet, Curtis, have you noticed this thing on hashtag Bring Back Our Girls? Have you noticed that? Right. Um, yes, actually, Tony, I have. They've um, it's actually if you uh, they actually have their own Facebook page as well, which is uh, Bring Back Our Girls, and you know, right now, the last time I checked, it had over 65,000, almost 66,000 uh, people that like the page or they uh, follow and things of that nature. And uh, that's where I actually saw when they had to, um, they actually had to bring back our girls' actions. But if I could, it was a point that you had mentioned earlier that, re- that really stuck out to me, how you were talking about um, the parents of these uh, some of these girls who are unfortunately abducted and uh, how the Nigerian government has basically done next to nothing to recover the girls. I mean, we are, because I had saw that report myself where they uh, made the false claim on CNN that all of the girls with the exception of eight were rescued. And of course that turned out to be a lie, but this is the thing that really got me. And I don't know if you were aware of this part or not, but you know, some of these uh, parents of the girls lived actually in neighbor, neighboring the uh, dormitories of the schools that they were at. And, you know, a lot of these parents um, start noticing, watching what was happening, and they actually tried to confront these uh, militants and everything as they were abducting these girls. But these parents only had bows and arrows, and these Nigerian militants were armed with AK-47s. That's just like the old saying, bringing a knife to a gunfight. And uh, I just want to know that these parents were actually – they they did display bravery as they should or as would be expected, you know, you know, watching a horrific scene unfold of their uh, daughters being abducted and kidnapped and things of that nature. But you know, we got to keep in mind that they were they were basically powerless to prevent anything. You know, you had the the number of militants, which as far as the uh, last thing I I checked, were number in the hundreds, and you know they were able to get these girls. And you know, as I said, the parents only had bows and arrows and. Some had small knives. None of them had weapons as far as uh, small handguns or pistols or automatic weapons or anything. So, you know, and it, you know, I saw one report where it was actually little boys were trying to help parents, and they had slingshots. So, I mean, when, when I read this and I think about it, it's like, you know, they, they didn't stand a chance at all. And, um, you know, going back to uh, the point that you were making, and if I could just put this out there, um, if people that are listening would go to the Facebook page, Bring Back Our Girls, if you're interested in trying to uh, help to make a difference in that, and, uh, and I'm going to give, as we go further, I'm going to give some other information that I uh, discovered doing my research. But uh, if I can, Tony, is go ahead and tell them some of the actions that they're um, asking that you do. Yeah, as please far as, do. Uh, being, well, uh, again, as I said, you can go to the uh, it's, uh, Bring Back Our Girls Facebook page, and the actions and that's people to do that want to be involved is that you uh, the first thing they ask is that you write and call your government and help. That's the uh, first thing. The second thing was to uh, tell all your friends to the social media mark either uh, here on Facebook and or Twitter. Um, and if you could, the third thing they were asking is that you plan a rally uh, slash march in your city. Send us the date, uh, time, and location, and they would be involved with that. And the fourth step is that you repeat the first three steps. 
So, again, I'll repeat that. The first step they ask for people to do is write and call your government and demand that they help. Uh, also, to uh, tell all your friends to join the social media march, either uh, here on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, also, the third step was to plan a rally slash march in your city and send them the date, the time, and location. They would definitely try to be a part of that if it's uh, feasible for them to do so. So um, that's a few of the things. And then right here, uh, a couple other sites that you can actually go on. Let me go. And um, let's see here. What they're trying to do as far as the Internet, as far as the viral, you know, trying to put viral pressure, viral pressure I'm sorry, on the Nigerian authorities to actually make an effort to recover these girls. Uh, the campaigns have started. And um, you can go to the White House website. That's uh, one way to do it. And it will have a um, – a link where you where it'll tell you about you know you're trying to aid in the efforts of bringing back the girls from Nigeria, or you can also go to uh, change.org, and that's uh, c h a n g e dot org, and also on Facebook. Uh, it seems like Facebook is one of the most prevalent forms of social media, along with Twitter, that are, have actually got on board to um, help aid and assist in this uh, tragic situation of trying to uh, recover these young ladies. So, you know, again, I say you can go to the, their Facebook page. They actually have one. And it's, uh, if you go to Facebook and just type in in the search bar, bring back our girls, and it'll take you straight to that page. And you can actually uh, see where they have to bring back our girls' actions and other information that they um, – that are – that you know, other information that's putting it out there for everyone. So uh, everyone that's listening to myself and Tony as we bring forth this broadcast – and put forth this information out there, those are ways that you can do it. Go to the Facebook page, Bring Back Our Girls. Go to the, uh, the White House website, uh, also as well as change.org. But, yeah, Tony, I just wanted to reiterate that when I, you know, as upon doing the research when I saw, you know, I mean, my heart went out to those parents. You know, you, know, you and I are both parents and other parents that we have listening to the broadcast. You know, they, it wasn't like they didn't try to put up a fight. They just weren't able to put up a fight. So, you know, that's just one thing I really want to reiterate out there. It wasn't like these people just, you know, let these people take their children. Also, I want to add to that, um, there's a, I'm, I'm, on, I'm looking at this now, and this is a great source of information, Bring Back Our Girls. There's a Twitter account they've opened, and it is at Rescue Our Girls, at Rescue Our Girls. And the Facebook page that Curtis talked about is facebook.com forward slash Bring back our girls, and uh, you can also do a search for it. And uh, and I'm seeing that there are rallies in Los Angeles, Atlanta, Philadelphia. Uh, the world is finally waking up to this. And you're right, Curtis. We gotta keep shouting. We gotta keep our voice out there. We, we gotta keep pushing this. We can't lay down and let this. Uh, it, it's not going away. And it looks like that enough people now are starting to get involved. Uh, and and I don't want to harp on what could have happened, uh, but when, when, we, when I'm speaking, hopefully, when we get these safe returns of these young ladies, we need to go back and review some of the things uh, that we could do differently when this happens. And um, I wanted to say that um, uh, Atlanta, uh, different, different cities are stepping up. And uh, thank you. Uh, one of my uh, hosts sent the the the, um, the link to bring back our girls. I already had that. It's sixty five thousand eight hundred and twenty five members, 
and uh, it's growing. And social media can be used for so much different things, people. And, and, and Curtis and myself, we're in the entertainment business, but this is not entertainment. This is passing along something that we feel this is a platform that we're using. And uh, when Curtis does, uh, I don't know if we're going to do another show. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining we will uh, in his station. Uh, we're not going to stop. This isn't uh, something that we're going to do and drop the ball. This is something that uh, we're going to keep in the face of people. And I would like for you to contact myself or Curtis um, if you have um, a particular information that is not out there that um, um, uh, that we can use to uh, pretty much help get this out there a little bit more. I don't know of any rallies here in Birmingham yet, but that's when I begin to I got to practice what I preach. I'm going to seek out, and I want everybody listening to the sound of my voice, and I'm sure Curtis is going to do it. He he has, I mean, Curtis has been a, uh, when, when he, rally, he really supports uh, his community. And I'm going to seek out in Birmingham, and I'm going to see if we have any type of, uh, of rally uh, for these girls. And if we don't, I'm going to go... Um, um, and see about forming some type of group. And I want each of you, under the sound of our voice, to commit to that. If you don't want to do it, talk to somebody that you know may take the action and do it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and say that, that I'm going to go ahead and research this. And if I find out, uh, I'm going to let you know. And on my Soul of America radio page, uh, I am going to start um, – posting a, a, a page for this particular Bring bring Our Girls Back. And when you come on, uh, I'm going to try to list as many rallies as I can. I'm going to get some in my staff to do that. And let me say this again, Curtis. This is not a sexy show. Uh, we've got tons of listeners. No one really wants to comment, and that's fine. Uh, you don't have to. But if you don't comment, just take what we're saying and do something. Curtis gave you a very valuable information that uh, that we can do. Uh, write your government or email them uh, uh, and let them know that we would like to be heavily involved. Uh, when you get on social media, when you see Curtis do these shows or me do these shows, spread the word. You know, when I did a show last week, Curtis, on the Real Housewives of Atlanta, it was packed. People spread it like wildfire. I, I had people uh, on the line. Uh, I mean, just it was just monstrous, the support. People wanted to talk about the fight. That happened on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. These kind of shows don't get that attention, but that's okay. It don't stop uh, Curtis and I from going on. And pass this along, man. Curtis, uh, Curtis and I really are passionate about this. So, Curtis, what? I don't know. We hadn't talked about this, and this may catch you off guard. Do you have anything else planned on your station, or do you have uh, foresee any other type of uh, things that you might do? Uh, it's something for the fellows uh, to sort of uh, carry the torch on this and, and, and be a voice on it. Do you have anything that you're working on right now? Well, actually, uh, as far as uh, as far as uh, something for the fellows is concerned, I'm definitely going to, I mean, I'm going to put this out on every broadcast, you know, from every from every Wednesday on out and then on my uh, TV versions as well because, like you said, this is some, not something that we should drop the ball on, and we definitely want to, Form a, a such a could oh man I'm just reading some of this stuff and I'm just getting 
man about these little girls and these parents. Oh, yeah. that I, I just yeah. I just added I just read a report where eight parents were actually killed by these militants oh, while they were trying to prevent their daughters from being attacked. So people listen. If you're under the sound of my voice of my uh, Tony's voice, we like I say Tony did a show about the Real House of uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta about the fight with uh, whoever was involved. I don't even keep up with that mess for real. But it's like when people hear about shows like that, that they consider the flavor of the week or the flavor of the month or shows they think would be sexy, yeah, it's going to be a tremendous response to it. Or if I was to do a show on um, cheating on cheating spouses or cheating on your relationships and things of that nature, I'm, I'm sure I would have, oh, my God, the response would be out the roof. But we need for people to want to be involved with these these situations that's definitely affecting our societies. And when I say our society, it's, it's a global thing. I'm speaking in the global tense right now because, you know, the majority of us that are adults have children, we're uh, mothers and fathers and things of that nature, and God forbid, I wouldn't even want to be thought or in the thought process of somebody trying to abduct my daughter. You know, I have a 17-year-old daughter. That's why this really strikes home. And I know a lot of parents of teenage daughters that are between 12 and 17, 18, and things of that nature. So I know if it's touching me, it's touching them as well. And, I, I mean, you know, I, I'm just not even going to speak on what I would, could, or should do or whatever because I know, you know, hindsight is definitely 2020, and we don't know what we would do unless we're actually facing those type of situations. But I can definitely, if I could, well, I'm not going to do that, but i got some definite thoughts in my head of what how Curtis would react but, yeah, we want people to keep in mind, you know, and I'm in agreement with you, Tony. I'll definitely, every Wednesday's broadcast, I'll have some type of uh, segue or a segment. You and I can do, continue to uh, do some collaborative shows together like we've done in the past and things of that nature. So, you know, man, we definitely want to, we don't want to drop the ball on this. We want people to get involved. And um, I'm looking, I'm scrolling, I'm going back and forth, you know. And as you already mentioned, even in as far as Scotland, in uh, Nicholas St. Everdeen, Scotland, they they are uh, doing a rally. So, you know, like I said, when this thing is global, this thing is global for real. And as you uh, mentioned, the thing, they're having a two-day rally in Los Angeles uh, starting Thursday, then the, um, Atlanta starting Thursday as well. Uh, and you said you – I'm going to – I'm just putting information out there as far as me living in Decatur and hopefully um, – People will want to be involved and want to uh, join forces with this coalition and things of that nature. If not, if you are doing something in Birmingham, man, just keep me abreast of it. I don't mind driving 45, well, an hour and, well, 45 minutes if you drive like me. So <laughs> come to Birmingham and just to uh, join forces with you in that, and I know the vice versa. If you have to come to the cater and join forces with me, you'd be willing to do that as well. So we de- this is definitely something – that we don't want to say this is the flavor of the month type of situation. This is something that's actually occurring before our very eyes, and we definitely want to keep everyone abreast of this situation. We're going to definitely keep putting information out there, and um, I'm going to piggyback on what Tony said earlier. For all of the people that are listening and are, that are Facebook friends of mine or Twitter or that follow the Something for the Fellas page, I'm going to also join in in that effort by putting these updates on my uh Something for the Fellas page, which I already did as far as the Bring Back Our Girls actions. I actually uh, put that on my page as well as the Something for the Fellas page. But as uh, the next couple of days and, you know, everything goes by, I'm going to continue to do so. But, yeah, man, we're going to definitely try to – I mean, if we can rally for, you know, someone that's 
been locked up and we feel like he's been locked up unjustly, we can definitely rally for some girls that's been abducted. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. You can say or form whatever opinion of Curtis that you want to, but I best believe and promise you that I would not lose a second of sleep at night. But, uh, you know, Tony, we definitely got to keep this thing going. We got to keep this, this information out there. And hopefully, you know, if it takes, you know, individuals like myself and yourself to try to get this thing started in our area, hey, man, I'm all with it. Sign me up. Wow. Um, and I'm going to take our last break. We only got about uh, 15 minutes left in the show. And when I come back from that break, I wanted to give you some information uh, to, the, to the people, uh, another reason why we need to be heavily involved. And it is something that blew my mind when I read it. Uh, I did not know of this, uh, about this group. I found out through a source on CNN, uh, and it blew my mind. So when we come back from the break, I wanted to share it with you. It's kind of kind of scary uh, in a way, knowing the what could happen as a result of this. And the globalistic terror is growing. It is a threat that's growing. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to touch on that, and then we're going to have final words before we get out. Uh, you're listening to the Soul of America Radio with Tony Stallings and Curtis Taylor Sr. We'll be right back. Live, aka Tony Montana, right here on the Soul of America Radio. So say good night to the bad guy. Each and every Monday night at 8 o'clock Central, 9 o'clock Eastern, you don't want to miss Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. He talks about the abuse of domestic violence and domestic abuse. You don't want to miss that show. It gives you an opportunity to grow. It gives you an opportunity to facilitate victory in your life. So join Jay next Monday night right here on the Soul of America Radio. I'll go to www.soulofamericaradio.com for more information. And tonight, if you're wanting to speak with Tony, Please press 1 if you're already holding on the phone. If you're listening on the Internet and want to get in on the conversation, dial 323-784-9638. And you can press 1 if you want to talk also. Thank you for joining us.
Welcome back to the Tony Stallings Show right here on the Soul of America Radio where we are fighting the powers that be. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, you're listening to Tony Stallings and Curtis Taylor Sr. from Something for the Fellas on Blog Talk Radio and Television. And uh, we've been discussing this uh, horrible crime, this terroristic crime that happened in Nigeria. And uh, we've had a boatload of callers. I'm glad you're listening. You don't have to talk. Just take in this information and, and rally with us, and I, and I love you for it. Before the break... I wanted to expand something before Curtis and I wrap this up. Uh, this kind of shocked me when I read it. I had to read it a couple of times. It's from the CNN. It's reported on the CNN website. And um, I had to read it a few times because I wanted to make sure that what it's implying is what I'm thinking it's implying. And it shocked me. I don't want to say it put fear in me, but that's what terrorists want to do, right? So, when I when I read this, and I'm going to uh, pretty much read it verbatim, uh, I may paraphrase uh, some of it, but I want to stay on point. And I want to say that this is reported on CNN, first of all. Don't quote Tony. I'm bringing this from CNN website. Uh, now, this group, uh, it, it mentioned here that they actually originated this group, um, uh, Boko Bogo Haram, according to CNN, they actually originated as a group calling themselves the Nigerian Taliban, which kind of explains where they're coming from, according to CNN's national security analyst, Peter Bergen. He says they are aiming to impose Taliban-style rule on much of Nigeria, particularly in the north, and that's where they're based. He says that the group names, the name itself means Western education is sinful, okay, and it opposes the education of women. I just want you to get the mindset of these people, okay, and listen to this. This is what I, it kind of really caught me off guard, um, uh, how it, it's hard to define how close they are to Al-Qaeda, according to CNN, but they do say there are links. Listen to this. Al-Qaeda in the, uh, um, in the northern Africa, uh, northern African Al-Qaeda affiliate, uh, uh, they have a northern African uh, affiliate apparently, has given money to this Bogo Haram in the past, according to the CNN analyst. He says that they, there is reporting that suggests that Osama bin Laden was in close communication with the leadership of this group. So people may be thinking, even while we are rallying, but this doesn't affect my country. But I'm going to agree with CNN and this analyst, and I'm going to say that terrorists don't just wake up one morning and decide to become terrorists, according to this, this gentleman. These guys... It takes years for them to decide to go out there and commit these atrocities. So as the world, we have to come together. We have to come together. 
and try to find a solution to this problem. And, and I'm pretty sure the Christian response is, well, just pray. And for this once, I'm going to say praying ain't good enough because even Jesus said faith without works is dead. So I agree with you that it's good to pray, but do something. This group, that the United States, is so concerned about anti-Western terrorism in Nigeria that the State Department released a warning last week for Americans traveling within and to Nigeria. Did you know that? That groups associated with terrorism is on the rise. It's a global thing. Now they've given out children inhumane treatment. So that alone, when I read that, I had to reread it again. Knowing that they've had connections, according to CNN, with Osama bin Laden and al-Qaeda, ooh, God, can you imagine, Curtis, if they're anti-Western and they're really abducting these girls based on their belief system, that's deep. That's almost a biblical um, biblical uh, uh, speakings. Can you imagine what might happen, Curtis, if this terrorist group can get a certain control of the world, of of the portions of the world they want to and gain um, some type of ammunition? Can you imagine that, Curtis? Can, can you see the importance of that too? Is it just me? Oh man, I, I, I wow! I definitely concur with you on all that. But check this out, man. As you were talking, someone um, sent me a. Uh, text messages to my phone and told me to uh, go to the CNN website myself. As we're live on the air, just uh, and this was updated at 1.43, it's uh, 2.22 our time, which is Central Standard Time, where that same militant group, Boko Haram, just now, today, on Wednesday, attacked another Nigerian village where at least this time 150 people died. This just happened today. As we were on the air, this, I mean, I just, uh, and uh, shout out to my brother John for uh, sending me that text. But, yeah, man, this just happened as we were live on the air that the same group, Boko Haram, has uh, attacked a Niger- another Nigerian village, and this time at least 150 people are dead. It's confirmed that at least 150 have died, and they um, did set fire to buildings where people actually tried to hide to take shelter from the violence. They said that they were uh, dressed in military uniforms, backed by armored personnel carriers and shouting, God is great. They were firing rocket-propelled uh, rocket grenades and tossing improvised bombs into the crowded outdoor uh, marketplace. They said, uh, let me see, oh, man, this attacked is crazy. They attacked the police station, they, too. Yeah, that, I just saw that as I was reading it. Yeah, they attacked the police station doing this assault, and uh, so forth, 14 police officers are dead. And uh, it's just been said that they have the leader – of this group, um, and I'm probably going to, Abu, Abu Bakar Shakaya or whatever, this A-B-U-B-A-K-A-R-S-H-E-K-A-U, he's now been branded a terrorist, and there's a $7 million bounty on his head. Wow, and, man, oh, gosh, man, this is, uh, mm. I mean, as bro, as we're on the air live, this this guy who's the leader of the uh, Boko Haram's terrorist cell, militant cell, that have links to, as you reported, Al-Qaeda and the Taliban, have just 
did another man. This this guy has to be stopped. I mean, right? Yeah, right. Right. We got to intervene, man. And and listen to this. I'm looking on that same page that you're talking about, Curtis. Listen to this from the family's perspective. The families are coming on with their faces blacked out, saying that a lot of the families are sleeping in bushes. They're scared to go home. I, you got whole I, families I just saw that. Yep. Sleeping in bushes, scared to go home. This, man, you know, and to think that they're so brash today and attack a Nigerian village and kill at least 150 people and storm the police station. After this, and then they're going to shout, God is great. And listen to this, Curtis, like you said, like you're saying, they were firing rocket propelled grenades. They're armed into oh, yeah. crowded outdoor mark, killing random citizens. Terror does not have borders. And we were just as out, we need to be just as outraged as we were when those twin towers were brought down. We need to be just as outraged. I agree. Outraged. Just I agree. as outraged. We we they had a twelve hour assault. You're right. I'm looking at it now. Twelve hours. They eventually used explosives to blow the roofs off buildings. Fourteen police officers were found dead. They said, and they said that the final death toll, according to CNN, could be something like three hundred. Curtis, three hundred. Now it's unclear. They said what impact the attack could have on the international response, but it's got to be something, Curtis. We can't. We can't go through. We're gonna to have to. If we got legislation, we got to go through. Do it now. Because if that exactly. was my daughter, Man, I'd be all over that White House. Do it today. Don't do it tonight. Don't do it tomorrow. Do it today. Do 150 more people have to die? Right. People... Man, I'm looking at. Bro, oh my God, I'm looking at the video where he gave the press conference. How he's bragging. How he said, "Yes, I took your girls. I've abducted your daughters." I will sell them on the market, says Allah. There's a marketplace for humans, and he is the only one. I mean, he, he, he he's brave enough to show his face, but he's standing in front of a uh, armored uh, personnel carrier, and he's uh, then he's they got they got him sitting in a chair flanked by two AK-47s, and he's just dancing. Oh my God! They're showing the footage. Okay, of the thing that just took place. They're showing the footage of the fires and everything that they did when they were tossing these uh, rocket. Rocket propelled grenades, people that's listening. This, oh my God, this 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 guy is getting out of hand. Um, wow. Well, you know, we got about two and a half minutes, Curtis, and this is just amazing. Right, this right. Mind blowing. We're gonna have to uh, collaborate on another show, and we're not gonna stop with this. Uh, Curtis and I have banded together, and who knows, we may bring some other hosts in. Whatever we gotta do. To get this to the forefront, state do what we're doing. You know, Curtis is on there. Uh, uh, we're collaborating. He's finding out information, bringing it to the front. I'm looking at it, getting the information. We need this information. It's getting. I know you think it's not at home, but then again, it is. Those little girls, whether they're black, white, Puerto Rican, they're in this mess, man. And there are 150 more people died. How many more have to die? We have the capability here in the United States. Do those things that we're going to say. Write your government. Demand that they help. Tell all of your friends to join us and other social media. Become a part of that group. Uh, bring our girls home on Facebook. Plan a rally or march in your city. Curtis, what, 
we got about a, a minute, about a little over a minute. What what are your final thoughts on it? Hey, man, my, uh, I'm definitely in agreement with you. We need to uh, form a cohesive unit to uh, and collaborate on this thing. You and I will definitely keep this information put out there. Uh, we're going to definitely keep these families in our prayers and uh, hopefully something to take place through the efforts of all of us combined to uh, bring some type of resolution to this situation. Wow, thanks for joining us, Curtis. And you can hear Curtis every Wednesday at 12 o'clock noon on Blog Talk Radio for something for the fellas. And um, and listen, we're going to go out now. I've pressed for time. I just wanted to end this on a sweet note. Y'all be blessed. And if the fat lady sings and the schoolboy says you've lost, if God says you won, then you keep soaring. Thank you for joining us. Besides that, this still is a wonderful world. I love you. Be blessed. And thanks for joining us. Oh,